Hello and welcome back. This is the Voice of Jesus Ministries. My name is Rick and we are doing a series called The Promise from Jesus. And uh, this is taken from what is known as the teachings of Jesus as recorded by John. Uh, and it uh, is classically known as the Gospel of John. And as I always do before we get started, the promise from Jesus at gmail.com is for you to contact us on any questions, thoughts, concerns, prayer requests, anything you'd like to share. And as I always say, you can also use the YouTube comment box if you like. Anything you share will be kept confidential unless you request it to be shared and we'll share it in a question and answer series. So we're in chapter 10 and we're going to continue forward in that. And that is in the, the teachings of Jesus as recorded by John. And uh, I'm using the intralinear version as I do on uh, through this whole series, as I will through this whole series. And so we left off in verse 18, and uh, it was very powerful because we were talking about uh, Jesus as being the just shepherd. And we also had brought in a teaching that he brought to us, how his uh, one of his purposes for coming here was to take her back her being the body, the church, the gathering, those that he has called, those that he has chosen. And um, when he said to take her back, uh, we talked about how, you know, the, the, the body is divided up, you know, the, the gathering is divided up. And it was back then as it is today. And nothing has changed. There's nothing new under the sun. And not only does he is he has come for that, but he is committed. He's committed to taking her back and to giving her power and authority. And this is a command from Father that he does this. So that's where we left off. That was pretty powerful. That uh, was in the last uh, video that we did. We're going to continue on. As I said, uh, we will enter into. The next part uh, and going over a discord that was going on uh, in between this teaching Jesus was uh, presenting. Now, we're going to start in verse 19. And it goes like this. He says this. It says, Therefore, further dissension arose among the Judeans because of these teachings. Because what he was teaching was powerful. It was, you know, I mean, hey, hey. You know, this is one of those things where you need the Holy Spirit in your life to understand what Jesus is talking about. This is proof, okay? Because in this discussion right here, it says further, further dissension arose among the Judeans. And the reason this dissension is, is coming into play is because they don't understand what's being said. They are not connected. They do not have the Holy Spirit in your life. In fact, they may not even be part of the body. They may not even be part of the bride. They may not have ever been called. They only think they are. You know, there's a lot today that are like that. Ooh, did I say that? Oh, I did. Okay, so let's move on. So it says, verse 19, Therefore, further dissension arose among the Judeans because of these teachings. And many of them said, he, referring to Jesus, has a demon and is mad. Wow, really? That's what they said. Why are you listening to him? Okay, 
jealousy, fear, insecurities already. You know, they saw, they saw that the bride, those that Jesus has called, those who he came for, are, are gathering around him and listening to him. Because why? They hear his voice. They hear the voice of Jesus. Yeah, they don't hear another voice. They hear it. Oh, this is Jesus. This is our Messiah. We know this. But this dissension is arising amongst the Judeans. And they're, and they're saying, wait, why are you listening to him? He's mad. He has a demon. Verse 21 says this. Others said, these things that are, de uh, that are declared are not of one possessed by a demon. A demon cannot open the eyes of a blind. See, this is discussion amongst the people. And now these people are turning back to the Judeans, and these Judeans are, are the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, whoever the seas were that were gathered together and, and really becoming upset and, you know, stirring up this dissension. The, the people turn to him and say, come on, he doesn't have a demon. Demons can't do this. You know that. Let's go on. Verse 22. Now it was winter, and the festival of rededication began in Jerusalem. And Jesus walked into the portico of Solomon at the temple. Then the Judeans surrounded him and asked him, If you are the Messiah, okay, this is where they're at now. This is really getting under their skin. They see what's going on. They know. In fact, this is the first time they ask this question. If you are the Messiah, this is what they say to him. Oh, I wish I was there. Tell us publicly how long until you will rise up our living souls. Can you imagine these uh, Pharisees and Sadducees, these Judeans that gathered around uh, asking Jesus this? Starting out by saying, if you are the Messiah, because at this point now, it wasn't that, you know, here's an imposter, here's a new teacher, here's someone trying to be a prophet, uh, you know, and, and it wasn't, now it, they were at the point of saying, wait, if you are the Messiah, tell us how long until you will rise up our living soul. Listen to what Jesus had to say, beginning in verse 15. Jesus responded to them saying, You refuse to believe the deeds of my Father, which testify about me. That's what he says to him right off the bat. You refuse to believe. Now, you remember in the last video, we were talking about the power and authority that Jesus is giving to the body, to his bride, to her. Okay. This power and authority is a choice. These guys here, Jesus t says to them, he says, look, you refuse to believe. That's a choice. And they, they are, are making a worldly choice here of refusing to believe the deeds of, as Jesus said, my father, which testify about me. 
the things he said, and these things I do in his name. They refused to believe what was written and they refused to believe what Jesus was doing. The things that I do. Moreover, you do not believe because you are not my sheep. Bam! Wow! Right to the heart. He just point blank says to him, You are not my sheep. And these are supposed to be what we have come to believe are the chosen. These are the ones that were the elect. These were the ones that uh, were supposed to be the children of God. And Jesus is looking at him and he's saying to them, you are not my sheep. That's powerful. And a lot of people don't talk about this. You don't hear a lot of preaching on this. Mm -mm. You know why? Because it's very tender. And, you know, worldly religions, they don't want to stir up anything that's tender. But I'm here to tell you, this is what Jesus said to the Judeans that day, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, any of those that considered themselves to be the spiritual leaders of the children of God. He point blank looks at him and says, you are not my sheep. Wow. Verse 27, he says, Just as I declared to you, my sheep hear my voice, and they are following me, and I know them. Are you putting this together? I mean, are you really putting this together here? That is verse 27, 10, 27, 10, 27, 10, 20. Jesus says, just as I declared to you, my sheep hear my voice and they are following me. Key. They are following Jesus. My sheep are following Jesus. They are following me, Jesus. And I know them. Wow. That's why. Remember in the last video I told you about this person that said that, you know, they chose Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. And when I asked him, but does Jesus know you? You know, there wasn't a whole lot of sincerity there. Verse 28. And I am giving to them eternal life. Wow, there's your assurance right there. Lock it in. Verse 28, and I am, capital A-M, I am giving to them eternal life. And they will never die forevermore. And not one of them shall be taken out of my hand. Lock into that. Oh, child of God, lock into that. As a child of God, this is, this, is, this is your promise from Jesus. You know, 
when he calls you and you take that call and you come to him and you you just open yourself up and allow him into your life and you start to know him and he knows you and you follow him you follow his voice you don't follow some other voice He says this, and I am giving to them eternal life and they will never die forevermore eternal. And they will never die forevermore. That's you, child of God. That's you. You will never die forevermore. Forevermore. And not one of them, not one of us shall be taken out of his hand. Okay? He has us. That's why when he said, when you knock in the door and that door is open to you, that you go through him out into pasture. And then from henceforth, he goes before you and he surrounds you and protects you and keeps you. No one, nothing, no how, no way, anything will ever take you out of the hand of Jesus. That's a promise. That promise is, is almost, almost more dynamic, more, just more than just knowing that you will be with him for eternity. That you are in his hand and nothing and no one, no one, nothing can take you out of it. Nothing. That's intense. My father, who has entrusted all to me, he is, magn he is magnified. And no one can take out of the hand of father. Let me read that again. Verse 21 or 29. Verse 29, my father who has entrusted all to me, he is magnified and no one can be taken out of father's hand. No one. You see, Jesus just said no one can be taken out of my hand. Now he's telling you that no one can be taken out of father's hand. What does that tell you? Are you putting that together? He and father are one. They're one. He, Father, and the Holy Spirit are one. Okay, they're one. You can't be taken. He says, Father and I, verse 30, Father and I, we are one. Verse 30, John chapter 10, verse 30. He says, Father and I, we are one. Bam. That is just amazing. Okay, so maybe you'll have to go back and, and you know, redo that, to starting in verse 19 and come all the way back around to uh, verse 30, where Jesus says, Father and I are one. There is so much there. So, so very much there. I want to go on, though, in verse 31. Therefore, the Judeans took up stones again, to stone him. 
And Jesus responded to him. He said this, Many just deeds I have shown you from Father. For which deed are you stoning me? They took up stones. You know, listen. They have been so insecure. They have been, they have, all, the only thing they're worried about is that they're going to lose everything that they have in this world. Because they see that all those that were following them, because they were guiding them and teaching, and, and as soon as Jesus appeared on the scene, they quickly walked away from them. Why? Because now they heard Jesus' voice. They weren't presenting Jesus' voice to them. They weren't sharing what Moses has shared with them about Jesus. He, Jesus had taught. He says, you, you refuse to, to believe the deeds of my Father, which testify about me. So everything that they've had testified about Jesus, but they refused to believe it. So now they're at a point where they're taking up stones again. Again, this is like the second or third times they're, they're wanting to stone them, you know. And Jesus says, for what just deed, what just deed have I shown you from Father, not from myself, he says, from Father, for which deed are you stoning me? And they respond, the Judeans respond, they answer, they say, and the Judeans answered him saying, for a just deed we are not stoning you, but for slander, because you being a human, make yourself God. They don't see, they're blind, okay? This is, these are the, the leaders that are teaching the people. They can't see, it's the blind Leading the blind. So it was, it's, I mean, it's just, it's just a class case. And Jesus responded to them. He said, I ask you, is it not written in the law that you are God's? Now, let me share something with you about that. I'm going to stop for a second and rabbit trail. And you got to give it up to me because I haven't rabbit trailed for quite a while. You know, this verse has been just taken away. You know, when you don't have the Holy Spirit to give you discernment about what you're seeing, no matter what version you're reading it in, no matter who's talking, no matter what, if you don't have the Holy Spirit in your life, you're not going to know what this is saying and what it means and what it's supposed to mean, regardless of how it's been written. And this particular verse right here, verse 34, when Jesus responded to them and he said, he said, I ask you, is it not written in the law that you are gods? You know, there are uh, people that believe, oh my, that as they have come to be a part of the family of God in some capacity or another, not necessarily through the Messiah, through Jesus being called by Jesus, and chosen by Jesus that where they are today has made them a God. There are actual denominations and religious groups out there that believe 
that through the process, this, this process right here of what we know is, is the written word of God, that they, be, they will become, that they are gods. Yeah. And that's not what's being said here. No. Not even remotely close. But because, because they are nothing more than humans looking at a, a teaching that they can't discern, they can't understand, they're just taking it and using it like it, like it is a fairy tale to them. And so they believe that they are gods or they will become gods or that they will be gods over the next world that appears somewhere out in the universe. I mean, we're talking about a lot of really crazy stuff here because of the world. And this is the world that's trying to emulate the children of God. They're trying to pretend to be children of God. This is the key, emulating. They're emulating, pretending, okay? And these, this is how this all comes up. And anyhow, in this particular verse, Jesus, of course, is saying to them, uh, is it not written in the law that you are gods? Okay, it isn't that you are, you will be, or you could be, or you uh, desire to be a god or gods. It is just simply asking the question that, that you belong to God. Is it not written that you are the children of God? That you are God's children? That you are God's, for lack of a better way, just for understanding, you're his possession. You are his children. You are God's. That's all it's saying here. That's all it's saying. Okay, so for those of you that are religious, uh, you're not going to get this anyhow, so it doesn't make any difference. Okay, moving on to verse 35. If you say those, pers those persons exist by the spoken word of God, that God's writing cannot be annulled. Are you saying that you are slandering for this reason, I said, I am the Son of God, whom Father separated and sent to earth. Okay, that's a lot. I know that's big. Okay, but here's the thing. Let's go back. Jesus says to these Judeans that have taken up stones. They're ready to stone. They're standing there. Boy, they, they got their stone and they're ready, you know. And in today's world, what would they have taken up? I dare say they'd have taken up rifles and pistols and they'd have been standing there, you know, ready to just start pulling triggers, you know. But back then they, they got the stones, you know, and they're, they're ready to start firing stones at him. And Jesus says to him, you know, isn't it written? It is written in your law that you are the children, that you, you are, the, are, are God's children, that you are God's children. You know, you're not God's. And then he says to him, if you say those persons exist by the spoken word of God, okay, which they did, they believed they were the children of God. They believed they were, you know, God's children, that they were God's, that they were God's, okay. And he says to them, if you say those persons exist by the spoken word of God, 
and that God's writing cannot be annulled. Okay, it can't be changed. They do believe that. Of course, you know, they're Pharisees and Sadducees. You know, they, they claim that not one jot or tittle has been changed, that it is perfect from the time that it was given to them unto this day. And uh, let me just share something with you about that. It's not, okay? It's not. They have strayed, I mean, uh, a long ways, okay? But anyhow, that God's writings cannot be annulled. Are you saying that you are slandering? For this reason, I said, I am the Son of God whom Father separated and sent to the earth. I want you to catch hold of what he just said to them. He said, I am the Son of God who God has separated, okay, and sent to the earth. Can you imagine, Father, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they are one. Jesus just said it, verse 30, 1030. Okay, go back and look. He said, God has separated me. Okay, so I envision that in the best of my abilities as, as Jesus, as Father standing there. And we're created in his image, so I can imagine Father being just like us when I stand before him. And coming forth from him, separating from Father, coming forth from him is Jesus. Here he is. You know, I don't know if that's crazy for you or crazy for me. I don't know, but that's how I see it, okay? And he sent him to earth. Here he is. So Jesus is Father, just, you know, he is the separation of Father, where Father is, here on earth. Oh, I know, it's confusing, I know. But it's, it's not unreasonable, okay? Because he is a just, a just Savior. You know, Jesus said, I am a just shepherd. I am just, it's reasonable, okay? All right, listen. And then he says in verse 37, all right. If I do not manifest the deeds of Father, do not trust me. I mean, can you believe Jesus said that? He says to these Judeans, look, if I am not doing the deeds of Father, if I am not doing what Father has, has given you in the past and he's giving today, if I'm not doing that, then don't trust me. Don't get all worked up. Don't take up stones. Don't get, you know, don't let this dissension arise in your hearts. Don't get all fired up. Just don't trust me. Go, 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 as they say. Go away. But in verse 38, he says, But if I manifest the deeds, so that you may know and believe that I am, capital I, capital A-M, in him, trust my father, even though you do not trust me. What an amazing God we serve. This is Jesus talking to the Pharisees, standing there with stones in their hands. And he says, look, if you don't believe me, don't believe father who sent me. He says right here, he says, trust my father, even though you do not trust me. He said, I don't care. I don't care. This is God talking of, of something that has come forth from him. As we know, the, the, our Messiah, Jesus, 
Okay, Jesus is talking to them. He says, don't trust me, trust Father. The Father that you say you believe. The Father you say whose writings cannot be annulled. Okay? The Father that you say is, is the spoken word of God. Okay? Trust that. But that's tough for them. They can't do that. Okay, we're going to stop right there because, again, very much, very detailed. There's a lot there. Please go back over it if you need to. Share it with someone. I'm so glad that uh, you've come back and you're staying with this series, The Promise from Jesus. This is really good. It only gets better, too. By the way, as we go on, it gets better. It gets deeper. It gets more amazing as we go on. And I'd like for you to stay. And I also would like for you to share it with your friends. You know, get out there on your social media and share this. Get other people to, to join in with us. And once again, uh, thank you if you're a return uh, visitor. And again, if you're new, uh, thank you for, for coming. Review all the videos. Don't forget... Back here, send a question, send a thought, send a prayer. Anything that you'd like to send or leave a comment on, on the, the channel. We really appreciate you taking your time as uh, time is very important and valuable for everyone today. And I really appreciate you taking time to uh, take a look at the videos. And so until next time, Jesus loves you. He loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Live your life for him. Let other people know that you know Jesus in a way that it affects their lives. Okay? So until then, take care. God bless you. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.